Are you ready to take your career to the next level? Perhaps you're feeling a bit frustrated, overlooked, undervalued, or you're just in the midst of a career transition. This episode is brought to you by the Career Thrivers Career Storytelling Course, a free masterclass to help you create your personal brand by design and not default. You definitely want to check out this free course to help you harness the power of storytelling to own your career, gain clarity on your unique value, and build your confidence as you communicate how you can add value. If you're interested in learning more, please visit bit.ly slash own my career. That's B-I-T dot L-Y slash own my career career. Now let's get back to the show. This is the Career Thrivers Podcast. We're a tribe for people at a crossroads in your career, personal life, or in your business. My name is Brittany and I spent 12 years climbing the ladder in corporate America until my mother's unexpected death. I can vividly remember returning to work and realizing that there was more that I wanted to contribute, that perhaps the life that I was building wasn't in alignment with my passion and purpose. I learned that resilience is less about bouncing back and more about how to thrive through ambiguity and transition. The aim of this podcast is to help us feel confident in our decisions, no matter which way we go at the crossroads. Let's thrive together. Hey, y'all. Welcome back to the Career Thrivers podcast. I'm your host, Brittany Cole, and I am just really looking forward just to kind of chatting with y'all today, if that's all right. So as you saw, the title of this episode is How to Tell Your Story. And what I thought I would do today is share a little bit about my experience with my first TEDx talk. So if you're new here or if you're just checking out our episode and you landed on this one or just checking out our podcast, excuse me, you landed on this episode as your first one, then you probably missed and I don't even know now that I'm saying this out loud, I'm not even sure that I formally shared this on the podcast. I very recently had the absolute privilege of actually speaking for my first TEDx talk. And I say speaking because I've actually been serving as a TEDx speaker coach for a few months now in collaboration with TEDx Nashville native of Nashville. That's where I reside. And so it's been a pleasure serving TEDx Nashville and working with speakers to get prepared for talks. And as a professional speaker, as a keynote speaker, someone that does workshops as well and trainings, et cetera. And also you may or may not have heard me share that speaking is definitely my divine deposit. I've always felt comfortable in that capacity, even though I thought, well, I speak, yes. I've done my 10,000 hours, yes, but I've never given a TEDx talk. So that changed about two months ago, and it was an interesting experience. Definitely a memorable one, definitely an exciting one, but of course it was different. And one of the things that we all know and we're all impacted by that made it different is COVID-19, right? So here I am, I get this invitation to come and share a TEDx talk. 
uh, within the week of the event, which just happened to be a coincidence with everything that was going on. Definitely not what was typical, but as we'll talk about today, you got to stay ready so you don't have to get ready. So although it was an ideal timing in terms of preparation, you know, typically, goodness, I mean, TEDx speakers have anywhere from a couple months all the way up to a year to prepare. And I would even say a couple months is quite fast or quite rushed. Um, typically, you know, you have a lot of time to, to prepare. And so the week of <laughs> definitely was not the way I envisioned my first TEDx being. However, I did have a vision of, of doing one. And so um, I, I share that to say, if you're in that boat where you have an aspiration, there's something that you want to accomplish, whether it's a TEDx talk or whether it's working at a certain company or in a certain capacity or whatever it is, create a vision for what that looks like for you. And when I say create, if you were sitting in front of me right now and I handed you my phone, I have a vision board that is the screensaver and also the background on my phone. And in the top right-hand corner is a TEDx stage with a red circle you know, carpet um, in the letters. And so definitely I firmly believe in having a clear vision for the life that you want and keeping it in front of you and making sure that you're working towards that. So here I am, I get this invitation the week of, and I begin to almost drop everything and couldn't actually drop everything because <laughs> the week that I needed to deliver the talk was the same week that I was hosting an event with the mayor of Nashville on Juneteenth. It was actually a Juneteenth, Juneteenth event, of course, virtual event, but um, we had a panel. And so there were several moving parts to make sure that that was going to go off seamlessly. And I actually had my talk on the same day. So a lot going on that week, but um, a couple things around you know, we, we say that line, stay ready so you don't have to get ready. Well, well, what does that mean? Well, I think it means a few things. First, trust your training. And I have to tell you, I can't take credit for that piece of advice. That comes from my coach, the amazing, I hope you follow her. I hope you have her book, Marshawn Evans Daniels, one of the top three books that I always share when people ask, hey, what are you reading or what's a great book to read around career, purpose, leadership? faith, belief. The book is called Believe Bigger, Discover the Path to Your Life Purpose. And I highly recommend that book. But in that book, and also through her coaching programs, she has just always shared with me like, Brittany, you have experience. Like you have been, you know, working in the capacity that you've been working in for well over a decade. You've been operating in your gifts. Trust, trust your training. And so I share that with you trust your training, whatever that thing is that you're like, hey, I tend to execute this with less effort than most people. Or when I'm operating in this capacity, I just feel this, this sense of purpose that I'm serving others at, a, at a, just a really high level and that I'm adding so much value and I enjoy doing it. All of those things are a sign. And if you have had those experiences, then you want to lean into that. 
the same for technical things, right? So if you have technical expertise as well, this isn't just about soft skills, but for the hard skills as well, trust that, like lean into that. You've been doing that thing for a very long time. Trust that. So in this particular example, I've been speaking. So even though I felt that the anxiousness and the nerves, I'm not here to, to act like I was like, oh, cool, calm and collected. Let's go. <laughs> Let's get this talk done in a few days. Like I was a little, uh, you know, I had some initial thoughts so, well, I, I don't know, Brittany, maybe, you know, when is the next opportunity? But I quickly was like, hold on, wait a minute. Trust your training. So that's how you stay ready. That's one way you stay ready so you don't have to get ready. The second way I believe that you stay ready so you don't have to get ready is that you stay consistent. Consistency is so critical. So whatever that area is, either that you're operating in right now or Perhaps it's the space and the sweet spot that you desire to be in. What consistent actions are you taking towards that path? Right? When I think about my career as a speaker, any opportunity that I get to speak, even if it was one where I was uncomfortable and I'm in a different position now because it is now a part of my business model. So it is a revenue stream for me. And so we, you know, look at invitations and, and, and requests differently. But I'm sharing with you in terms of thinking about development towards the path, consistency in that skill set, making sure that you have that. So any opportunity, like literally, whether it was at church or at work, or for a conference, or whatever the case may be, even Toastmasters. Many of you may know that I am a product of Inroads. Inroads is a leadership development organization. And if you're an inroader, let's say the mission together on three. One, two, three. The mission of Inroads is to develop and place talented minority youth in business and industry and prepare them for corporate and community leadership. <laughs> and I'm laughing because literally every Saturday as a high school junior and senior participating in professional development with Inroads, nothing started until that mission statement was shared. So I still remember it to, to this day. And anytime I see an inroader who's had that history with, with inroads, it's one of the first things like, you know, we ask, you ask each other, it's like, what, what's the mission? You know, the mission. And, and, you know, there's usually a, an exchange of laughter, but from inroads, Toastmasters to working at Pfizer headquarters in New York, we had a Toastmasters club within the office. It was like every other Tuesday, I believe, was our Toastmasters meetings. I signed up for that. I did my competent communicator, all the things. And I'm, I'm sharing this again to say that whatever your thing is, and it doesn't, it, it could be a skill that you're developing. It could be a, a business or brand that you're building, whatever that is, how consistent are you? towards that result or that North Star that you say that you want towards that vision, right? That you have. So consistency helps you to stay ready so you don't have to get ready. And then last but not least, 
the way that you ensure that you stay ready so that you don't have to get ready. And it is what we will dive into today and then wrap up. This will be a quick episode, but one that I hope is power packed for us and something that we can take away and implement immediately. Tell your story. Share your story. And I don't say that from this place of like, you have to be on a stage and at a mic. I'm not even speaking about speaking necessarily right now. That is a way, right? But it is not the way and it's not the only option. But get in the practice of sharing your story with people because our stories are powerful. Storytelling in and of of itself is powerful. You heard the ad that was a part of this episode today around career storytelling. So I walk you through a framework for how you take your experiences and you shift from the traditional sequential telling of your career experiences to crafting a compelling career story, right? Because typically we're like, okay, in this year I worked here and I did this and no, 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 no. (laughs) Like, we don't need a timeline. That's what your resume is for. We we see the chronological order that you have, you know, been at this company and worked in this, you know, had this title and did these bullet points. You know, we see that on your resume. What people want to know is what value did you bring to those experience or to those roles? What experiences did you garner that may be unique while you were in those roles? What transferable skills? did you acquire while like those are the things that utilize to tell a compelling career story. So I'm off my tangent on that, but I share that to say, tell your story. Now we typically say, tell your story, but if you're like me, you probably have the question of, well, okay, how do I do that? (laughs) Like that's cute. Okay. Tell your story. I hear you. I got you. That sounds great. I've heard it before, but what does that look like? How do you do it? So I want to spend the next just few minutes, again, brief episode today, but again, I hope that this is something that you can apply immediately. Matter of fact, I'll, I'll just throw a little challenge out there. Let, 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 let's, just, let's just do this. So I'm sure most of us have right? Social media or we're or online, we have some type of digital presence. I want to encourage you to, as I'm sharing with you today, just three ways for how you can share your story. I want to encourage you to make a plan of action to actually do it. So whether that is you schedule a live for tomorrow at 3 p.m. or you decide you're like, okay, maybe you're like, well, now, Brittany, you know, hold on now. <laughs> you know, video is not my thing. Okay, I hear you. I hear you. Maybe video is not your thing. So maybe you make a static post. You have a picture and your caption, right, is you sharing an aspect of your story. And the one thing that I'll say about sharing your story before I get into this really quick, you guessed it, acronym. <laughs> Y'all know I love my acronyms and acrostics. So this one will be HOW, H-O-W. So if you got your pen and your paper out, taking some quick notes, um, you can go ahead and write that down, H-O-W, and we'll go through that. But I wanted to say that 
when we think about this idea of telling our story, I think sometimes we think that that means we have to tell our whole story. (laughs) You know, it's like people think you've got to like go back to like when you were in preschool and bring people all the way up 20, 30, 40. No, 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 no. Like storytelling is about a framework. It is about taking certain aspects and being able to regurgitate them back in a compelling way that then taps into other people's emotions. That's really what storytelling is about. Um, Make sure you check out the course. It's free because I I go into that much, much at a much deeper level. And I don't want to do that here because I I can go on a tangent around storytelling. So I want to stick to this acronym and let you all go. But just know that like there's science behind it. So in the course, I literally go through what happens in our bodies and in our brains in terms of how we physiologically respond to stories. So they are powerful. They're powerful. But don't feel that you have to share the whole story, right? You have to share all of it, every single detail, you know, and you're you're probably thinking as I right there with you, like, okay, well, where do I start? Because there's so much I could tell, (laughs) you know, um, I have so many stories that I could select from, you know, how do I choose? So let's talk about it. H-O-W. How do you tell your story? So the first thing is be honest. The H is for honest. And I start there because, y'all, authenticity is everything, Authenticity is so critical to our capacity to tell a compelling story, right? So you want to share what actually happened to you and in a way that people can grasp what you're sharing and how it may impact them or how it may relate to them in terms of how you tell it. But you want you want it to be honest. The other thing around honesty on the other end is recognizing that you also want to be respectful. So honesty doesn't always necessarily mean that you are airing others out, okay? So let me give you an, an example of what I mean. So in my TEDx talk, I shared about resilience and cultivating an inclusive culture and about being a Black woman in corporate America. So there's one story in particular that I decided to add into my talk to make a point really clear. And, you know, I was respectful to change the names of the parties that were involved in the story to protect their identity, to ensure that I wasn't, you know, saying anything that would paint them in a negative light. So again, we want to be honest, we want to be respectful, and we also want to be authentic in how we decide to tell our story. And granted, sometimes that can be more challenging than not, depending on, you know, what you're sharing, what aspects of it. Like, so for example, if I was sharing a story about my family, it'd be very easy to guess, like, you know, who I was talking about if I'm referencing family members, right? So all of that you want to take into consideration when you are deciding to share an aspect of your story. 
but honesty is the best policy. If it's, if it's honest, the last thing I'll say about honesty is if you have honestly, especially if it's one of those stories where you're like, mm, like there's a negative aspect to it, or perhaps, you know, a challenge that you, that you'll be sharing, just ensuring that you've had the conversation with those people first. And I don't mean Let me clarify. I don't mean for the purpose of asking for permission. So in the example that I shared about my TEDx talk, like I didn't go to my two former colleagues and say, hey, I'm about to do this TEDx talk and I'm going to use this situation that we had. What do you think? What I mean is that I shared with my audience something that I had already shared and solved with them. So one story in particular was about a former leader and I was sharing let's say the middle portion of the story. But during that time period, I went back and closed, you know, closed the loop, if you will. Like we had the crucial conversation and I talked about this in the TEDx talk. I had the crucial conversation with him about his actions that were disturbing to me in the workplace. So we crossed, you know, we crossed that bridge. We closed that door. Like we were good. So I, so he wouldn't, you know, if he happened to listen to my talk, <laughs> he wouldn't hear anything that was news to him because we had already had that conversation. So again, I share that as an example of how honesty is the best policy in tandem with having integrity and being respectful of the stories that you're telling and the people that may be impacted by them. So that's the first way that we tell our story. The O is for organized. So this is where it can get a little dicey. And all I mean by organized is having a framework, a framework for how to tell your story. And if you think about it, I know that this is a career leadership driven podcast, but if you think about interviewing, and I share this with clients so often, and when I'm... (laughs) working with clients in person or if we're on Zoom, sometimes I can tell too, but definitely when when we're working together in person, we're just few and far in between now, but I can like see almost the weight lift off their shoulders when I share what I'm about to share with you, which is giving a star example in, in for an interview. All it is, is a framework for storytelling. So it's called a star story, not because it's meant to be complicated, but because it's meant to give you an advantage, quite frankly. It's meant to give us an organized framework with which to tell very complex details about how something started and how it ended and the role that we played in it, right? So star, situation, task, action, result, is a great way to tell a story. And in fact, it's a great way to tell a story beyond an interview. So even if you're like, okay, Brittany, I'm going to take you up on the challenge. I'm going to record a video and share it. Use the star format. What was the situation? What happened? (laughs) What, What was the goal after you share what happened, right? What was the conflict? Then what actions did you take? What did you have to do to you know, go back and change and solve and make it better and try something new, innovate, whatever the case may be. And then after you did that, what what was the result? What happened? Right? That that's the framework. That's a framework. And there, there are several of them out there. And we have one with career thrivers as well in terms of a framework that you can use to communicate really any message. But 
STAR is a great framework. It's one that we're all familiar with. And it's a great one to reference when you're thinking about how do I tell, how do I organize my thoughts to communicate all of these different aspects of my life, right? And again, you want to think about the goal of the story, right? So when we talk about organization, your objective is also important. That was almost my O. (laughs) But what is the purpose of sharing the story, right? Why are you sharing that story? And this can become really critical in terms of making sure that the story that you're telling is compelling, right? What is the purpose? What is your objective? What do you want the other person or the people or the hiring manager to say, do, or feel as a result of you sharing this story? So what is your objective? And then how are you organizing your thoughts in a framework that helps you tell a more compelling story? And one additional very quick piece of advice as you're thinking about how to organize your story and how to figure out what your objective is, a great way, and this is actually the TEDx way to form, formulate and organize your talk is to get your objective down to one sentence. So we all know the slogan or or tagline for TEDx, for TED really is ideas worth spreading. So it's all about, you know, what is your idea? Well, similarly, what is your core message, right? Or your objective? What is the one thing, like after you finish speaking, after you finish sharing the story, what is the one thing that you want people to walk away with? And can you get that thing down to a sentence? It can be really challenging, but it can be a game changer in how to tell a story. All right. Last but not least, the W. If you do the first thing, if you're honest, if you're organized, you got your objective down, you've got your core message that you want to share down to a sentence, maybe two, and you've got a framework for how you want to tell it, then you can be worry-free. The W is for worry-free. And I had to, again, remind myself this, you know, two, three days before this TEDx event that I've done this, Brittany, I'm going to trust my training. I've been consistently speaking, consistently developing the skill of speaking, and I'm going to lean into telling my story. <laughs> that's, that's what I'm going to, going to share with people, you know, on this platform. I'm, and I'm not going to share my whole story, but I'm going to share the aspects that are relevant to the one message that I have that I want people to walk away with. And in the case of my TEDx talk, it was that, hey, we need to really ensure that we're cultivating real resilience if we want to have an inclusive workplace. So you can be worry-free when you take these steps. You can ask yourself, hey, I know my purpose here. I know why I'm sharing this story. I know why I'm on this platform or why I'm talking to this person or why I'm on this stage, right? Um, and I'm, I know my why 
which helps me not to worry because my why is attached to purpose and purpose is always attached to other people. So my purpose in this moment in sharing this story is not about me. It's not about how I'm going to look or what people are going to think about me or how I'm going to feel. But my purpose is around serving others. So that objective, whatever it is at a more you know tactical specific level is tied to benefiting, elevating, empowering, inspiring other people. And I think the last thing that I'll say around being worry-free is that as you're thinking through this, you may be taking down some notes. You may have even had some stories pop into your mind that you want to share. I encourage you to ask yourself the question, especially when you perhaps start to second guess, right? And we've all done that. I've done that. I've been there. I am by no means an expert on storytelling. Let me just say that, okay? I should have started there. Like I'm sharing with you what I am learning along the way from this TEDx experience and and just doing the work that I do. Like like this is this is this is daily, weekly, you know, development. Um definitely not at nowhere near the peak of stuff stuff storytelling. So we are here learning together. But a question that has helped me to get out of my own way is asking myself, what is the cost of not sharing, right? Because typically what do we do? When it comes, when we, when, you know, we, we get an opportunity to tell our story or to share about what we do, how we serve people, who we are, why we're the obvious choice for the role, right? We get all of this nervous anxiety around, you know, well, what if I, or what if they, or what if, But we rarely ask ourselves the question, what is the cost if I don't share? And I don't know about you, but that's the question that fuels me because I know that there are stories inside of me, some that I've released, some that I'm still being prepared to release that are meant for the specific purpose of helping other people. So it's not about... so. I won't say it's not about how I feel, right? You want to acknowledge how you're feeling and your emotions and things that are that are tied to that. But what helps me push past that discomfort is the joy in knowing how what I may be nervous about sharing could be the exact key that unlocks a door that leads to someone else's breakthrough. So that's what I want to leave you with today. If you have been in a place where you're like, I've been hearing, I know about, I need to tell my story. I need to tell my story. I don't know where to start. I'm nervous. I ask yourself the question, what is the cost of not sharing? Thank you all so much for joining me for another episode of the Career Thrivers podcast. I always have such a blast sharing with you all. And until next time, let's thrive together. Take care. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you were able to learn something that you can implement to truly level up. Listen, these are our first few episodes and it would mean so much to have you subscribe, rate, and review the Career Thrivers podcast. Don't forget to share with a friend and until next time, let's thrive together. Take care.